gaming's uh, not like it used to be. So this is coming a little bit late. But I did, in fact, just finish Final Fantasy VII Remake. Hallelujah. Holy mother of mercy. Yeah. So, again, we don't want to put ourselves into some type of a wall here or like a box and say, hey, you guys only got to talk anime. So I'm, I'm happy to be talking about our first video game here. And one that, of course, me, like many people, hold near and dear. And I'm actually happy that you like to. I think you like it, right? Oh, yeah. I love it. I don't okay, like good. it. I love it. Well, Cloud's Arms certainly helps the situation. Yeah. Yeah. He's... <laughs> Easy on the eyes, but makes uh, it enjoyable to watch. Yeah, this was something we, today we're going to mostly be talking about the Final Fantasy VII remake because that's Danielle's most. Uh, I mean, that's what she just watched me play over the last uh, came out April, April of this year, which was perfect timing for when all the stuff started going down. So I had a lot of time initially to play it. Yeah. But then boy, howdy, the completionist in me, this could have been done ages ago, but. We don't, you know, we're trying to watch anime for this. I'm also trying to collect literally every single thing in the game. Poor Danielle's watched them <laughs> as basically, you know, every game, every RPG, go this way. And I'm like, huh, yeah, no, I'm going the opposite way because there's an item around that corner. Not only that, but whenever you're in any of the coliseums or like when we're in Wall Market and you've got the fighting arena, you just had to level up Listen. all the way to the top. You gotta That's be, when I take my naps. <laughs> you got to be effective. Well, that and then, spoiler alert, during fights with Sephiroth, even you were taking little nappies. Yeah. Granted, well, the fights can take a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, heck, the monster in Hojo's. Uh, that was a long one. That too. was like 20 minutes. Yeah. That's also because I was playing. Anywho, guys, Final Fantasy VII, a near and dear game that was originally released in 1997 to a young audience. In the West, this was kind of like, this was it, man. This is what a lot of people used to break through and start playing RPGs over here. Because 6 was great. Final, Final Fantasy in general is just great, but 7 just did it. Now, did you get Final Fantasy 7 when it came out? Or were you late to playing the game? I was a little bit late to it. Because initially when the PlayStation came out, I was, uh, I was all up in that Tekken and, you know. I can't even really remember much PS1 games, but I know Tekken 2 was my shit. <laughs> I mean, there was Metal Gear Solid. You had um, Legacy of Kane. There was, no, there were some good games, but yeah, no, I was slightly late to the, uh, the party. Not too late, though. Mm. And, but when you're playing a game as a kid, now if I were to go back to Final Fantasy VII, I'm sure it's still a pretty long game, but I think I could probably get through it a lot sooner than seven-year-old me. Because, mm -hmm. uh, Yikes. <laughs> I mean, just one town could feel like an infinite amount of time, kind of like it did in this one when I was at Walmart for 10 hours. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but we were there so long, I forgot what our miss mission outside of Walmart was. No kidding. Well, that and a few months in between. Yeah, true. Anywho. Hey, listen, people, I begged him before we moved. I said, please, we don't have that much longer, which we what? We probably only had two hours left. Yeah, an two hour, or three. something like that. And I was like, can we just please finish this before we move? That didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Finally no. got it. 
I just needed to know what happened to my girl. Listen, you got to keep the girls waiting. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, it took too long. I'm happy we finally did it. Final Fantasy VII, the tale of uh, Cloud Strife opening as a mercenary uh, to do some crazy stuff. So Avalanche, this is a very kind of like eco-friendly kind of, it's not very subtle with the Save the planet. Yeah, don't mess with the earth type deal, which is good. I thought it was mm-hmm. cute. I mean, if you guys haven't heard of this game, it's not an easy one to get through if you go back to the 1997 one. Well, at least for most people. <laughs> okay, I could play turn-based games until I die. But Danielle does not enjoy watching those, which I don't, I couldn't knock that, of course. Why would that be fun to watch? So the new combat system in this remake for PS4 and then knowing PlayStation will probably do a re-release for PS5 because why make new games when you come out with a $600 new system that you can't, that no one can find? <laughs> what? Is, anyways. Did well, we play Final Fantasy X? Did we start that before? that? Came, we started playing that before the remake came out, right? Yeah. And then the remake came out and, and we tabled that. And didn't exist. Yeah. Because ten, I, I, I don't know if we were really getting into the story, but maybe we had only played we for a couple hours, but... Man, those turn pace. I'm like, oh, when we're walking down the path, and I'm like, can you please just run? Please. That's just like, I don't know. It's it's fun. It's like strategy. It's all this stuff. I get it. Yeah, I'm just always in it for the story, people. True, because I have no idea what the button mashing does. So I think you'd have fun if you tried one of those games, but I'm not going to push that on you. Yeah, wouldn't wish that on anyone. Listen, I tried playing uh, Horizon Zero dawn yeah. right that's what's called actually no you've played a turn-based game and you were having some fun with it i what i have yeah pokemon no remember we sped that up well, i had the, the hack emulator one. could speed up yes yeah i hated that i just click 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 okay i just wanted to like walk around the fields and talk to people i didn't care about like the fighting of the pokemon See, you can you can love someone who's the exact uh, polar <laughs> opposite of you when it comes to video games that's fine no i'm just kidding <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it, Final Fantasy VII has a franchise too, and this is something that Daniel's had to learn, and this is, this being technically my favorite Final Fantasy, yes, I know it's basic, whatever, but this is my favorite Final Fantasy, so, so beyond happy that she took to it and she was wanting to watch and all that good stuff, so, the Final Fantasy franchise, a lot of people get confused because like, wow, Final Fantasy X, there's 10 sequels, it's like, no, 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 listen. Which that confuses me. Well, that, at the base level, sure, you can say, oh, that's kind of confusing. Why number it like that? But then when you just hear that, well, no, each one is its own thing, then it's not very confusing. Well, I remember I asked you questions because after we finished the remake, mm-hmm. we went and we watched like a 40 minute, very condensed kind of story uh, synopsis of seven in a whole. Mm-hmm. And I had asked questions like, so this doesn't happen in any other game, right? No one calls out to anything because then, well, I think what confused me was like when we watched bits of like the Crisis Core playthrough and then I'm like, okay, so, but this is in the same line as seven, but it doesn't have anything to do with the other Final Fantasies. Square Square Enix really went in with this whole, you know, each number is its own kind of universe deal. I don't know if some of them mix or not. I haven't really paid attention that much, but with these games, you'll know if it's a sequel. There's Final Fantasy 10 and then there's. Final Fantasy X, too. Mm-hmm. So, and then Final Fantasy VII is like 
the kingdom hearts of the Final Fantasy franchise because it's got Final Fantasy Crisis Core, Final Fantasy Dirge <laughs> of Sybaris, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Final Fantasy VII Cornflakes. <laughs> I don't know. So I genuinely is my favorite. Yada, yada. You'll hear that from a lot of people just because I think it was just one pivotal timing. And two, the story is, it's good. I like it. Yeah, I thought the, the story was excellent. Yeah. It's about- I'm in it for like a... Um, how many, like 40 hour movie. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, it's one of those games though, that of course it impacted people. Cause back in the day, you know, 97, I think we said other games during that time, you know, this was the time of N64 and stuff. So you had Star Fox, I believe it was 1997. And while the in-game graphics are pretty similar, well, no, cause it had beautiful sets. Final Fantasy seven was leagues above, but what it had was these digital cutscenes. Boy, howdy. I couldn't even, I thought that that was it. I thought we hit the pinnacle. I'm like, this is so real. And then of course <laughs> I show you on YouTube and it's like, it's, like, it's pretty good, but. Yeah. Um, and that's hard. Like when you were hyping it up to me, like Danielle, you couldn't imagine how much I lost my shit when I saw this and I didn't, uh, I didn't play game. Like I had a PlayStation, PlayStation two and a three. I played things on it, but I couldn't tell you what games I played. Well, Mario Kart. No, that was N64 and I didn't own. I told you that's the you one game. Oh, yeah. I told you. Yeah, that's the one game all my friends had that we did not own. Ugh. What a shame. Yeah. And, ugh, I can't even remember what I would have played Pokemon Snap on the N64. Can't wait for that. Could not uh, finish. I couldn't find the last stupid Pokemon. I can't remember what it was. Mew is the last thing in the game. Oh, the last one to then be able to go find Mew? I think so. It's always Cloyster. He pops out mm. of the river. No one wants to take a picture of that stupid vagina looking Pokemon. <laughs> no, there. I'll have to ask Colin because he'll remember. Um, but I do look forward to having that on the Switch because oh then gosh. I will play the shit out of that game. That'll be so good. And then I'll drop it like I did <laughs> crossing yeah for animal crossing yeah, we'll get to it when you go back to having a job and you can't like play for a half hour at home and well i mean we're trying to juggle a lot of things yeah. you like cooking you come home you're starting to try and do dinner you're getting fancy with it this week yeah and uh then to also need to watch anime mm-hmm. then to also want to watch video games and also want to work out mm-hmm. adulthood man it sucks yeah, I'm petitioning for a 48-hour day. A 48-hour day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need longer than 24 oh, hours. Oh, gosh. I, thought, I was like, what? You want one day of work? <laughs> no. two days? No. Well, no, I guess that would... Anyways, well, I don't freaking know. Um, anyway, so yeah, the nostalgia of remembering how games were and then appreciating when they make a remake such as this, which, mm-hmm. as we joked, like how crazy sculpted clouds arms are i am not kidding like that was our playstation background yeah the playstation background and we would fire it up and it'd be his bicep would be a third of the screen right well danielle's (laughs) waiting for me to get in there and i'm just hearing her going damn i'm like what (laughs) but no this there's of course nostalgia but this is also a very respected game there's this one you've got chrono trigger which of course same company they've just had rpgs down down pat for years that's why i was so excited when we found the building in japan mm-hmm. and now you can have a little bit more respect for when we saw our chocobo pancakes and things like that mm-hmm. now <sighs> i can yeah now i know 
when I look at all of the merch in that or remember what merch was in that store. Maybe not all of it, but I just wish a lot of it. we had at least played a little bit before we went because that one portion of the store where I ended up buying that T-shirt mm-hmm. had a bunch of materia ever, everywhere. Mm. And you were probably like, it's just, glo- it's just orbs, whatever. <laughs> it's Orbeez. <laughs> um, and in this case, Final Fantasy VII was just the first to one, be 3D. And then two, it was kind of the first that really put this sci-fi spin on it because it was always like you know you'd have a mage a a knight and things like that in the previous ones and i could be incorrect in that but i'm pretty sure those were all that kind of fantasy feel (laughs) final fantasy you know but this one had this yeah a little bit of grunge to it science fiction future blah 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 you still had your of course use of magic and stuff but in this i can't even stress to you when you go from Star Fox, and I'm going to keep saying the same three games, by the way. Star Fox, you know, uh, GoldenEye, Mario. GoldenEye had the story of like a spy, whatever, that was kind of in-depth. But you think about Mario, it's like this this freaking Goomba has taken your uh, princess or whatever. He's not (laughs) a Goomba, but you know what I mean? But it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's fine. This story, when you're seven, eight, you know, however long you were playing it, you're suddenly dealing with death someone trying to find out their personal identity. Most of this story was lost on me when I was a kid. Yeah. And do we want to talk about a little bit of the game as a whole? Yeah, let's go for it. So I'm going to just jump right into it. Get it. So obviously I only saw, and it was hard for me to ask questions to Tom playing through the remake because he didn't want to spoil anything for me. It's such a balance. And um, because we don't know when the second and most likely third iteration of the remake will come out, your girl's not going to wait that long. So she had to know. And And she also wasn't going to let Tom play the original for her because it's turn-based and she does not have time for that. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. So yeah, I would have been able to do it. I would like to still play through it because I'm sure that there's a lot of stuff that wasn't in that 40 minute recap, but when you find out that Hojo and his wife experiment on their unborn child in her womb and it's Sephiroth, I, oh, we I literally like, what? Like I screamed. <laughs> and that is when I appreciate having my own house, not connected to yeah, anyone. No Cause so many times I had, um, just talked out loud, loudly that I was surprised with what is going on in the story. Well, I could not believe with the remake. There's enough changes that it's always making me uncertain. I'm like, was that in the original? Because then it hits you with something like the whispers and things like that. You're like, I remember if that was in the original because it has been a while since I've played this. And the three disc game. Oh, wow. Um, which, you know, had its own. I mean, it's good because then the game is expanded and you get all these things. Yeah. At one point you say, all right, insert disc two or whatever. Hmm. And. It allowed for the game being bigger, clearly. It had basically, you know, the main sections of the game. But it also kind of locked you in. There were certain things that if you didn't get it in disc two and you got onto disc three, well, later mm. you can't get that item anymore because it's not on disc three or something like that. But Wow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty... Were there other games that did that at the time? Um, Perhaps. I'm not 100% sure I'm... You know, whenever I try and actually critically think, I just, it overheats and there's nothing up there. I don't know. But (laughs) in this case, this was actually a pretty cool thing was 
Square Enix ended up kind of being on Nintendo's shit list because this was supposed to be on N64. And at the end of the day, the amount of data and for the 3D that they really wanted to, to use and utilize to kind of spice up the turn-based, I, I think they said this would be on like 20-something cartridges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, okay, later. So they jumped over to PlayStation. Nintendo did not like that. And it wasn't until like the... I don't know what the position would be called, but like two of like the head of Sony and then the head of Nintendo, when they both kind of stepped down and passed the torch is finally when Square Enix and Nintendo are back on mm-hmm. okay terms. Could you imagine how expensive that would have been to make, let's say, 15 to 20 cartridges for one game? You would hope that if they did, if they did in another universe do that, that they would make enough sales in the game to off-put how expensive I that sure would I sure would hope so. I mean, you'd walk out of the store looking like you have an RPG on your shoulder. <laughs> an entire sleeve of cartridges. That would have been madness. But um, luckily for us, they didn't do that. They switched over to PlayStation. This thing heavily influenced PlayStation's sales. It was kind of, you know, it's like Halo. That influenced uh, Xbox sales. This influenced some PlayStation sales. And now... We've fallen from grace and it's more so Madden for some reason is affecting PlayStation sales. <laughs> I, you would always be in GameStop at a, at a point and you'd see um, someone who's like just clearly not there. They're wearing, they're not wearing anything with graphics on it. They're clearly got their shit together. Because <laughs> normally you go in there and you, there's a certain GameStop crowd, like a gamer. And then you'd see this grown man come in and he's like, I'm looking for a PlayStation and this Madden thing. And you're like, well, slippery slope, my friend. <laughs> Madden. What awful games. Anyways, that's a. There's no story there. I can't get behind oh, it. Oh, sure there is. A bunch of grown men throwing a ball around while also still judging people for playing video games while watching <laughs> grown men play a game. <laughs> like, it makes no sense. That is one thing I joke with my coworker about when we talk about having kids and how kids nowadays are forced into being the best and trying to get scholarships at this, that, or the other sport. And I say, no, baby, I'm like, listen, I'm going to have a good balance. You want to do golf? Sure. You want to do get disc golf? Great. Yeah. Baseball, basketball, football. And I don't want you really getting a concussion thrown out your shoulder. I don't want to have those risks that I sure. Um, Games. They're going to play games. Right. I'm fine with them doing esports just as long as there's a healthy balance of you're going outside for a little bit and then doing your homework. I don't know. There's, there's the day so... of esports is here. I'm so excited that I'm going to say nerds loosely that nerds are getting their like come up and yeah. I mean mm-hmm. that's just it. I mean I'd be standing at work and my coworkers are my direct coworkers already know that like I'm going to get pretty passionate when it comes about like I don't care like you can dislike esports that's fine but don't sit there and have a football jersey on and say, wow, what losers, what, video game sports, football, they're games. It's a ball. If you can play it in your backyard, it's a game. <laughs> and frankly, I hate this weird thing of, well, they're not doing anything physical. It's like, yeah, they're doing something mental. Go have a desk job for nine years of your life. <laughs> mental game is even freaking worse than, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but no, I thought it was very, um, the turning point for me too, where I thought about it as this very, very serious thing. Cause I used to do the, you know, MLG travel and stuff. And that still felt kind of like just meetups with friends when worlds for league of legends came to Chicago and we were in that arena and people mm-hmm. were going nuts. I was like, Holy, okay, this is it. Like, this is viable. Mm-hmm. 
And that League, was fun. League of Legends, hate it or love it or hate it. It's the most sport feeling game to me to watch. Like wa- watching Overwatch is awful. It's so stupid. It's just a bunch of people spazzing out, shooting each other, whatever. But the, well, I guess. Well, in League you got, well, and I can't speak for Overwatch. So maybe I'm going to put my foot in my mouth because I, I don't know any of the game. But League, you have a team. Everyone has a role. You'll mm-hmm. have to, just like a sport, a physical sport, everyone has a role to play to get the end goal. Overwatch kind of does too, okay. but the end goal is like get escort this cart into their base. And it's just it, League of Legends Like is capture also, the flag basically is what it Le- sounds like. League of Legends can be considered stupid, but it's got most of the like football. We're already programmed to just see this constant back and forth. And it's like, get to the zone, get to the zone. So I guess that, eh. anyways, with League of Legends, once you've watched one game, and you can kind of somewhat get the rules. Like it's pretty easy to understand. It's just when the fights happen, that's when your eyes go Google. Like <laughs> you don't know what's the first time I was watching League of Legends. I'm like I can't even tell what the heck's going on. At least in esports, I'm gonna make a really big dig here. Oh boy. Um. At least in esports, there's no. From what I would think, and I'm only basing this on League because, or like Rocket League, we've watched sure. some of that stuff too. There's no timeouts commercial breaks it's like constant gameplay until that i'm gonna say session is over yeah i've gone to a bears game i think i watched literally 10 minutes of actual play the most that's because there's only 10 minutes (laughs) the majority of it they were standing around it was raining and cold it was the worst day of my life yeah now games are always interesting now hockey on the other hand if my son or daughter wants to play hockey i won't be able to afford it but i was gonna say that's expensive please don't but, do that um hockey's the only sport i will besides disc golf listen unborn child mom and dad do not want you actually getting into it we'll get you nhl for the playstation 2 no yeah not madden but we'll get nhl yeah right anyways final fantasy 7 in esports am i right so final fantasy 7 uh we were talking about uh, we're going to kind of get into the story a little mm-hmm. bit just for anyone who's not played it, but Shinra is this huge corporation and they have started actually taking the earth's energy. In this case, it's called Mako energy, which is the life stream, which in the game and in the lore of the game, you start in the life stream. That's where you you know, like your soul kind of comes from when you're born, blah, blah, blah. And when you die, you return to it, all living things, the life stream, the planet, it's all this huge thing. Well, you know, kind of almost in a similar parallel to the oil industry, you're tapping into the world, you're creating, you know, problems and stuff in the Shinra big corporation is taking that Mako energy, turning it into reactors and powering up this mega city called Midgar. Now, they right from the get go, you already know it's a problem because the main character is a mercenary for this group called Avalanche, which in the remake, they switch. It's a much larger operation. They did weird little things with the remake that I thought was great. Apparently, you know, some people were actually kind of like meh with this remake, which I get it. I I think if you're not into Final Fantasy, I could see where you're like, yeah, I mean, the gameplay's eh, it's okay. But I'll tell you what, they made strides with this. It was, it's kind of turn-based and there's some strategy, but it's also kind of hack and slash. There's definitely a lot of need to strategize things like that synergize your weapons your material your armor it's fun i liked it make sure your team has weaknesses and strengths fulfilled so you're all kind of exactly and each enemy having its own element so you can do the opposite and hurt it more yada yada it's textbook game stuff but 
they were able to shift the gameplay and the original was turn-based and this, they've changed it. And I'll tell you what, I think they, they hit it right on the mark because I was a little upset when Final Fantasy started steering away from turn-based because I'm like, no, dude, that's like it. But then I realized I was being that one fan. It's like, let them change, dude. They got to do something here. And this is it. I, I very much like it. And as you said, it was still very much, even though I couldn't see it, but you said that it was still kind of the semblance of turn-based because you weren't able to use certain moves like all the time you had Mm -hmm. to wait until you had enough whatever and then you could use those moves so yeah your atb bar so there's two little uh notches you can fill up on atb and then once those are up you can kind of go into a slow-mo mode pick a move and use it so that's when you'd use your magic you'd special abilities limit breaks summons you name it but it was fun i very much like that at first i didn't really like being able to switch over to barrett and tifa and them oh tifa though holy cow I wasn't expecting her to be such a powerhouse. I knew, but I didn't know, you know. And what's the move we always use? Oh, triple slash. Triple slash. I'd Anytime. be like, give him the triple slash, babe. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh man, this is hard. Danielle's answer for every time I was having something <laughs> difficult. Just triple slash. <laughs> oh, okay. And that worked. But in this game, you are a mercenary cloud and you are helping Avalanche basically go blow up one of these mods. You guys are terrorists, essentially, but you're (laughs) eco-terrorists. And you just, through that, start finding out about these these characters, and every single character in this game has experienced loss, experienced something that made them have to, like, kind of find out who they are. I mean, heck, our main bat, well, there's two main baddies. You've got Shinra, and you've got the one-winged angel, Sephiroth, who's got one of this, just the slappiest, uh, main theme songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a very overused song at this point, but hearing that for the Final Fantasy Orchestra, if I wasn't in public, I could have cried legitimately. <laughs> like, we went to, so it was the Final Fantasy Orchestra came to Chicago, so we had to do it. We had to. And unfortunately, soon after, it was the near automata. Uh, orchestra that we unfortunately missed but that's okay because we at least got to see one of these and they were just it's basically this cool show they put visuals up on the screen i mean they've done this kind of stuff for game of thrones and stuff but visuals are up on the screen and the orchestra is actually playing this music from the final fantasy franchise well being the perfect timing of when they came to town it just so happened that they were uh, gonna really put a push on final fantasy 7 because the remake was going to come out Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, Whew. what what a show! It was so good. Yeah, it was very good. And even not at that point, I we hadn't played any no, Final Fantasy. Um, so you, being you an did outsider, know what chocobos were though. I did know what chocobos were, <laughs> and then I did get some unfortunate spoilers, but they didn't spoil the gameplay, which yeah. was good. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I already knew. Spoiler alert that Aerith is eventually going to die and I am like dying inside. Yeah, it's very unfortunate the entire time that we've been playing the remake and every time Aerith's on screen, she's like, oh, I love her so much, but there's always a hesitance Yeah, because she knows that it's it's not a... But, you know, another spoiler with the whispers, I don't know how much into the story we're going to get. You kind of set it up, but um, there's a part near the end where Barrett gets stabbed by Sephiroth Mm-hmm. And he doesn't die because the whispers basically change his destiny. Yeah, there's these floating cloaked like ghost things. They look at like first, Demento, Demento. Demento, Demento. Harry, 
<laughs> Happy Christmas, Harry. <laughs> so stupid. Happy Christmas, Ron. Happy Christmas, Ron. Why are you wearing that stupid sweater? <laughs> I'm sorry, people. I think you sound a little Scottish there. I, Putting a listen, little like twang. When my lips extra. get going, I don't know where they go. So in this case, these whispers start coming around. And initially when it first started happening, I'm like, what is this shit? Because I'm, again, I do remember the main plot points. There's a lot of little intricacies I've forgotten from the original game, which is a shame because I really want to play. I bought it on Steam. so I really do want to play through it again. Um, but that's for another day. And in this case, the whispers show up. And it's weird because they keep shoving our main characters in certain ways. And you start getting the feeling that like, okay, so there's a rhyme or reason here. And then, yes, you do end up learning that they are basically the keepers of fate. Because when Aerith interacts with Red 13, our little animal friend who I was so, they, oh my gosh, the way they did this <laughs> remake, they changed enough stuff that kept you on the edge that you're like, well, you know, what am I going to see? What am I going to do this? And then when they did some reveals from your same characters, I now finally get like that Star Wars thing on why every time Darth Vader shows up or is mentioned, they give, you know, five minutes of just screen time to everyone going, oh, oh my God, look. Oh, it's his theme song. Normally, I'm like, that's so stupid. But then as Tifa shows, I'm like, oh my God, it's Tifa. <laughs> um, so the reveals were great. And in this case, Danielle has no idea what I'm talking about, but I see the red fur in the background. I'm like, oh my God, it's Red 13. She goes, I don't know what that means. <laughs> but he's a little friend and all that good stuff. So he ends up getting touched by Aerith, and she is technically, see, this is just getting off. There's so much story here. After watching the full account of what the story of Final Fantasy VII is, I, my mind was blown. It was crazy how much story and twists go on. I can't. Absolutely. I mean, and, my mind is still blown when I think about it. And that's why it has such a ripple through time is that type of depth and that type of like just overall caring on characters wasn't a thing in video games back in the day. Well, and it's losing its touch with games nowadays that people are True. always so disappointed. I, there's only a handful of games. Well, granted you play a lot more PC games now, but yeah, the only other, I mean, God of War was great with yeah. a great story. Um, Nier Automata was excellent. I mean, I, I, I got the goosebumps thinking about both of those games. Nier is officially, and I know this is a hot take, and Final Fantasy VII Remake is definitely one of my favorite in recent memory. But for some reason, and I was talking to someone about this, Nier Automata is like legitimately, and it's got its flaws for sure, but for some reason that game hit so hard that it, it might be one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. So good. And it's not for everyone. It definitely isn't. But just uh, the way that we got to experience it also. And it was fun. It was kind of our first game that we could sit down and you'd actually want to watch it. That's when I did not fall asleep watching it. Yeah, I liked that a lot. You never knew what was going to happen. Yeah, it. Yeah, that was good. Anywho's. So Barrett gets slashed by Sephiroth, ends up not dying because of the whispers changing his destiny. So I'm really hoping that when the time comes and Aerith is going to die, maybe. Yeah. Oh, we'll maybe. See. And in this case, and I've said this, that I, I cannot commend them enough for like knowing exactly where to hit the heartstrings of the fans and stuff. But of course, that was the perfect use of the whispers. You knew for a fact Barrett doesn't die there if you've played the original, but then they mm-hmm. stabbed through him. I even looked, I was like, 
what is happening? <laughs> like, well, are they actually changing this? And even the ending was very much changed. And we'll see what ends up being affected by the whispers. But I think it was a very smart move because when you have something in the game that is almost always fact checking itself. So these whispers act as something that keeps the game in line with the original story, but still lets them pivot sometimes and just say, oh, actually, you know what? That one must uh, must be a different universe or I, you never know because this is a big spoiler and it doesn't really matter to anyone who's not been into it, but a very, very pivotal character in Aerith's first love and kind mm. of the only reason that Cloud is where he is at and has his beautiful sword is a character called Zack, which I know that you have already uh, very much just in the little that we've seen of him. Um, he's so charming from other stuff he's super charming we started watching through a little bit of crisis core stuff but um zach is someone who like at this point it's we know it's spoilers but he gets gunned down like he has this epic fight out with a bunch of shinra soldiers and then it ends up kind of getting popped and then cloud finds him dead and this and that well for some reason the the end of this game uh, at the end of that exchange, he's not dead. So people are, I mean, people are speculating, oh, is it a different universe? What's going on? This or that. Da, 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 da. I don't know. I'd like to see more Zach. But at the same time, is like a whisper. We need to keep faith going. And, and, and Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, back up. Zach's at the end of the remake? Yeah. Wait. Do you know, I think that was too much for me because I only just started it's, I only really learned about it when we watched the original. When I kept saying at the end, I was like, wait a second. None of the, that doesn't even make sense. That was Zach. Okay. So we're going to have to watch a clip so I can re-see that pull, part. Pull an Andrew and watch the end. Because yeah. <laughs> at the time when the end hit, I was, it was so far off the deep end for me to remember what's going on because obviously I have no footing to stand on. Um with what's going on in the game, but, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. But, you know, the sad thing with Aerith is, unless they twist it in a way where she was ready to die, she's got to die for that, like, what is it, the hope thing, something to mm -hmm. help with that meteor or whatever, but. Yeah, she's got the white materia, Oh, that's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's so many elements to it, and, and the good thing with this remake is it does, and I think even Sony has come out and said that, Single player games are like it right now because mm -hmm. I think people are pretty much over it. Fortnite has killed any motivation of wanting to play mm. multiplayer. And frankly, at, at our age, don't get me wrong. I like playing and meeting new people. But now if I were to go online, start gaming and be like, oh, hey, blah, blah, blah. I'm not making friends. I'm making little nieces and nephews throughout the country. Like <laughs> it's I'm too old. I got nothing. I'm not going to be able to so much as relate to any of. Uh, these spastic, spastic young kids, but luckily we've got our gamer group and we can just, you know, keep playing like that or whatever. But I miss the good old days, Call of Duty and whatnot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Those hateful days. Gosh, <laughs> what a toxic environment. Anyways, but I'm very happy to see that the remake sold worldwide within three days of release, 3.5 million copies. Oh, yeah. My gosh. Uh, so in North America, the remake was the top selling game of April. And the third best selling game of the year. What were the, uh, did, on your, whatever you're looking at, does it say what the other two were? Yeah. Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Animal Crossing. Okay. <laughs> <New> well, <Horizons. laughs> more um, of a 
cross expanding of time, uh, animal crossing, mm-hmm. or I guess I should say like genres. And there was a, there was a like, you know, top final fantasy launch record that was actually final fantasy 15, which if I'm not mistaken, I believe that is a MMO. Square Enix, again, uh, we did talk about the naming convention being a little confusing to a lot and people thinking, well, wait, is it all one thing, whatever. They've also went ahead and made 11 and I believe, or was it 14? Okay, it was 14, I believe. That was the MMO. But they basically made, like Final Fantasy 11, it's not a normal game. Like, you don't just play it. It's an MMO, like World of Warcraft. Hmm. And actually, Jared was really into that one. Oh. He tried to get me into it, but it was too late. <laughs> and because of that uh this is i think this has taken over as the fastest selling final fantasy uh game in history and like all of final fantasy's history and jog my memory because i'm a noob what does mmo mean multi massive multiplayer online there we go i knew it was something with multi (laughs) and uh not bad it was the most downloaded ps4 game in april aka when it came out which is if you think about it the power of 420 people were ready of this (laughs) <laughs> and it was it was a good April. I was I'm still I I am ready to keep playing on it because there's a lot of stuff that once you beat it you can go back and do some completionist stuff. But I also said the same thing about God of War, and I didn't. Was there really up. that much we had to finish I, for that? Though I needed to kill all those Valkyries. Oh, th- there was one though. It was kicking your ass. Hey, <laughs> guys, that yeah, was another was, section was. where I would fall asleep when you were fighting the Valkyries. Yeah, it I was it. rough. There's only so many times you guys, Danielle, a lot of times sees me get defeated by something like twice and goes, well, I would quit by now. And that's why I'll be the one manning the wheel here. Yeah. That's what happened with, <laughs> with me trying to play. Yeah. Um, what's it's horizon zero dawn. That one though, not many gamers can, uh, new gamers can, uh, that was a lot. recover from that. Danielle had, it had a been a long time. In that game, you got to save by fires. And in this case, where she was at, there wasn't a fire near and she played for an no. hour and then died. And so, well, I think I like, yeah, I went into something where <clears throat> I had fallen and gotten trapped and I'm not inept enough of a player <laughs> to effectively get myself out. Maybe I could have saved down there and I had no idea, but I couldn't even figure out how to maneuver and wherever I was. But well, the story was really chaperoning. good. I truly should have been. You failed me as a, as a sensei. You yeah, did. I'm sorry about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so story-wise, Final Fantasy VII story is all still there. In this case with the remake, it was upsetting at first, but it does only actually... They've, they've now kind of gone in introspective, added enough story elements, and added things to kind of complete and, and make things a little bit more um, easier to digest story-wise because now that they've got the technology and the time... And they know that the fan base is okay waiting as long as it's worth the squeeze at the end. Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to be one of many Final Fantasy VII Remake games because the entirety of this one is, in fact, only the Midgar section of the original game, which is eight to ten hours, something like that. They managed to take that eight to ten hours from the original game and turn it into you know forty 30 plus. To forty. Depending on how much yeah. of a completionist. I think you can run through this game pretty quick, but I just didn't want to. I, Would I you had, say probably like 20 hours, 24 hours maybe? Oh, I could easily do it. Because we did a sure. lot of side quests. Yeah. And well, and I was up. just walking around. I was just enjoying it. There's a lot of times the graphics kind of did slip up, but mm-hmm. it's a beautiful game. There's enough to do in it. It's got enough of the references that if you're an old fan, oh my gosh, you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. It's got enough stuff that 
if you're even new to Final Fantasy VII, this is it. You can now start to kind of understand why it's one of the most acclaimed of the games in the franchise in RPGs in general. And the cast of characters is great. I'm very excited to see how they um, start implementing some of the optional characters from because there was two optional characters mm-hmm. in the game itself, but in the story, uh, it's just, yeah, it's really inward reflecting cloud strife, trying to understand who he is. while also he's just kind of fallen into a situation, especially with the death of Zach, that he is this first class soldier, which is like the top elite soldier within, uh, Shinra. So he was actually working for the bad guy and then now he's going against the bad guy. Classic. You know what I mean? And Mm. just building the relationships. Tifa looking fine, (laughs) looking absolutely fine. But the biggest crazy change in this game is one of the members of Avalanche, Jesse. Not much screen time. No one really gave two hoots about her in the original game. Well, I'll tell you what. She won over hearts in this remake. And then broke a lot of hearts. And broke a lot of hearts. But you know what? There's some hope because Biggs is still alive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Maybe someone managed to save Jesse. I'm truly hoping because she is lovely. Yeah. She was cute though. Like flirting banter. Well, not on cloud side, but all on Jesse. That was cute. Oh yeah. She was very forward. Yeah. I think that's what she wanted. She saw those arms. I think that's why I liked it so much because it was like kind of a reflection of like, I I am the the dumb, I don't pick up cues, kind of like Cloud. So it was very much, I was like, she's kind of Danielle-esque. I like her now. <laughs> but there's, there's only so much that you can go to as far as story goes. But this is something, if you have a PlayStation, please, 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 I would recommend it. I think there's been sales here and there that have made this game, the remake, go down to like 25 bucks, 20, 25. And... You're going to get the amount of hours you need out of it. The story's great. Uh, and in the combat, it will keep you interested. Mm-hmm. The puzzles can kind of be a little lame and stupid. And there's some, there's definitely some quirks, some camera angles during some of your mm. exploring is a little meh. Yeah. But overall, it's a good game. No one, no game is perfect now. You know, we got Cyberpunk coming out next week. Everyone's excited about that. And I really want to be excited, but this is what happens. It's like this weird flow chart of, is Tom really excited for that game? Awesome. Is he going to buy it? No. <laughs> then reviews start pouring out. Start You start realizing, wow, it actually isn't that good. I'm not saying Cyberpunk's not going to be that good, but unfortunately the fan base has done something that honestly I would have more expected from this remake than mm-hmm. Cyberpunk, but everyone loved The Witcher and there's so much pressure on CD Projekt Red right now that I don't know if, even if the game is perfect, if it can live up to the amount of hype that people are putting on this poor game, it's going to be great. Are you talking about cyberpunk? But yeah, but cyberpunk, like people are expecting it to, this is going to change the world. Especially with all the delays that they've done. Don't do that. And that's good. I'm glad they're delaying it. And so that it'll come out and be a finished product, but you cannot do that to a studio. Everyone is human. Okay. Stop expecting a game. We're not all machines. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Just let. I hope that there's not a bunch of reviews going, you know what? I expected a lot more from this game. Stop with expectations. Guys, the biggest thing in this world is if you don't set high expectations, you'll never be disappointed and you'll live a lot nicer of a life. Mm-hmm. Like when you're going out and driving in the streets of Illinois and there's morons everywhere, don't expect them to not 
try and kill you <laughs> because you'll be mad when they randomly come into your lane or they do this or that. Or they blow that stop sign. Or they blow right through that stop sign. My drives have gotten a lot better at work because I just, I, I don't expect common sense out of the drivers around here. And it's truly enhanced my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Where'd that come from? Well, <laughs> my new commute. That's where that came from. <laughs> what else? I mean, what was your favorite part of watching this game? <sighs> um, Besides cloud. <laughs> um, I liked, I think, I think my favorite favorite part was when cloud falls from midgar and he is found by Aerith in the church imagine that you're just tending to some flowers and some freaking honey dip just falls through the ceiling well, not even your first honey dip if we True. think about your her second honey dip yeah Aerith has had two soldiers <laughs> fall through the roof and into her poor flower garden and they were they knew each other which is just mind-boggling to me yeah. which a question i told tom and i think i talked with our friend um andrew too was you know they know she never tells cloud about zach like oh yeah. like it would be weird like oh this isn't the first time a soldier has fallen into my flower garden just a side comment but yeah i liked him following her around, seeing her house and like how they're talking. And she says like, oh, if you listen closely, the flowers are talking, whatever. That's all charming. When Aerith leaves the story, I'm not, I'm still invested, but I'm not as invested because she is my favorite. I think because she's so pure and innocent. She, uh, oh my gosh, they did so good. She's just an absolute cutie. Yeah. Um, her voice actress did great. Mm -hmm. And she is something that when you, when I was originally playing Final Fantasy VII, you don't really care too much about Aerith in this case back in the PlayStation. They spelled her name differently, but it is officially Aerith. And she is a character that, yeah, you cared about it. And her death was like wild. Like that when Sephiroth comes plummeting down. Whew, there is no emotional roller coaster like that. Then like Final Fantasy just slapped. Mm -hmm. That was something that I didn't expect when I was a kid. And in this case, she is something known as an ancient, uh, which is these ancient beings who have been on and they have a connection to the earth and they can actually manipulate the Mako energy coming straight from the earth. And of course, Shinra wants to take advantage of that because they're a bunch of corporate, like, you know, like a bunch of other corporate companies that are taking over the world. Am I right, guys? I'm not going to name any names. Don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> if this is my last podcast, I'm sorry. <laughs> but she, in this remake, is, they go more into that as far as like visually and maybe it's just I was paying more. Maybe I just, because I'm smarter now than a seven-year-old, I was picking up on more cues, but she is uh, basically a descendant of, and her her mom was a legitimate, full-blooded ancient, and unfortunately, due to some things happening in the story, which, you know, maybe we'll get to that when that, when the remake part two comes out, but Aerith is found with her dead mother mm -hmm. after escaping Shinra uh, at a train station, and I keep, what, what is her name? Why am I going to blank on this? Um, Elmira who it's like the layer upon layer of loss in this. So Aerith has lost her mother. Is at the train station? Oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. Well, this woman, Elmira, comes out and her, behind all this is also this big war between Shinra and Wu-Tai, which it, 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 it just keeps going and going and going. But this woman 
her husband's away, drafted into the military for the Wu-Tai War, and she's waiting for him at the train station. She's trying. She's, he's expected to be coming back, this or that. Well, at that same time, she goes to the thing, sees this young girl, and uh, Ifalna is Aerith's mother, who passes away. And her dying, uh, you know, she was begging Elmira to please protect her. Then she passes away. So Elmira is now in the care of, or Aerith is now in the care of Elmira. And this is where you first kind of get like this glimpse of, wait, she must be a little special. Because as a little girl, Aerith, who's still just a sweet little bubbly um, cutie, she kind of just says, oh, hey, because she still didn't receive a letter, didn't find her husband, this or that. So it's like, oh, crap, is he dead? Well, Aerith is the one to confirm it without seeing or knowing or any of that. She knew that he had returned to um, mm-hmm. to the life stream and was one just saying like, hey, just so you know, he's like this. And that's when you're like, OK, she's a special mm-hmm. little girl. That was a cool part to mm-hmm. um, see that backstory. Yeah, it was. And of course, this episode could have been just going through the story, but who needs that? You guys should truly, even if you don't feel like playing it, just the people do this thing now on YouTube called insert game name here, the movie, and they'll mm-hmm. put all of the actual gameplay that's necessary and all the cutscenes together. It's truly a very good, um, it's not a very good story, but it's, it's one that's got all the check marks of what you want. It's going to pull your heartstrings in certain moments. It's going to do all this stuff. and. I couldn't recommend it enough, and I know that's bias, but you seem to enjoy it without that bias as well, right? Oh, yeah. I had no expectations or what I was going to expect from this game or what it was going to give to me besides what I had found out via spoiler, which was just Aerith's death. Right at the oh, orchestra, you know they just put it big on screen. You're like, what? Do you know what? No. My original spoiler was when we watched Advent Children. <gasps> That's when I knew Aerith My had died. Gosh, I forget about that. We need to rewatch that now that you actually know what's going on. Yeah. So, so this game, of course, being so popular, has had so many things. I guess there's even a little anime that I've watched five minutes of, and I hate the dub, so I'm never going to watch that. But <laughs> they had a movie come out back in the day, and I freaking loved it. I've watched it so many times. Can I remember much about it? No, because I think I've, it was mostly background noise. Anyways, I don't got to explain anything. Okay, Daniel. <laughs> but no, it was it was this movie that is after the events of Final Fantasy VII. And there's like this disease going around, blah, 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 blah. But the fight scenes are incredible. I was like, Daniel, we should at least watch this. You might like this. And I forget that, yeah, it, it definitely spoils because it's after the game that Aerith uh, mm-hmm. has gotten a uh, some type of a surgery where the sword goes through her completely. <laughs> yeah, but only knowing that not understanding the world, the dynamics, the characters and how they fuse together. It was excellent. Mm -hmm. The music is perfect. The music is fabulous. The, there are some funny lines with some of the characters, but all of the, the dialogue in the game is great. Yeah, There's enough where you can get lost doing weird side quests, or as you said, if you want to just run through it, it's great. It's, It's a good game. And I'm, I'm glad where it ended because when you were setting me up, I thought we weren't going to get to the point where we could save Aerith in this remake. And I was devastated. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, obviously the full story, 
I only know, okay, Earth is captured if we end before we can get her. And I thought she was actually going to die in this in game. In this game. Because I don't know the story, but I only knew that she died. So I'm glad that now that I know the full story, I have expectations of where the additional remakes are going to go. But it's great. I'm even though I don't play it, I'm going to be equally excited of when they announce when these additional games are going to come out. Oh, absolutely. There's so much more to go into. The story has only begun. We haven't even touched on the weapons, for heaven's sake, which Mm -hmm. is Earth's natural monsters to uh, defend um there's we didn't even talk about genova oh yeah well my gosh but but we i only know about genova because of watching the full final fantasy 7 story sephiroth's carrying genova in but yeah i know but you don't really know doesn't actually explain what genova is and how soldiers are as powerful as they are and you know, that was in, nuts. In a few years we'll be able to come back for remake 2 and we'll actually I think dive a little bit more into that. Mm-hmm. This was more of just I I I can't stop fan the story building. I love it so much. There's a section in the original game where you get to race chocobos. I mean, <laughs> if they can bring that back that's great, but maybe shorten that whole section, that would be awesome. But at the end of the day, Final Fantasy 7 remake 10 love, out of 10. Love it or hate it, it's here and it's a powerhouse. I mean, it's something that you have such a devoted fan base that, of course, it was going to be successful. And I can't believe it took them this long. I remember years ago, they he goes up on stage and he's like, OK, we got some very exciting news for all you guys here. It was at one of the game shows. They're like, check it out. It's a Final Fantasy seven trailer. You're like, Oh, my gosh. What is this? No, they ported it over to PC. So everyone was like, what the hell? <laughs> everyone was so pissed. So that when the moment did finally come where they said, hey. We've got a very special announcement. It was Final Fantasy VII again. Everyone's like, don't do it to me again. <laughs> My heart can't take it. And when that cinematic actually hit, I, again, I can't. And I, I'm not even like, there's mega fans of this. I'm not as connected as some of like the most diehard of diehard fans. But when that trailer hit, my entire body just goosebumps and there was a pit in my stomach. I couldn't even explain it. But that, that was one of my favorite video game announcements in recent memory for sure. Because all since then, you've also had a lot of disappointments. Final, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Never going to play that, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> but with that said, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this uh, absolute fangirl session of Final Fantasy VII. I truly hope this is at least had you want to go and look up some cinematics. Look up the cinematics. Square Enix is the king mm-hmm. of cinematics. Well, Blizzard's good too, but just just... Give Final Fantasy a try. It's you're not going to be a dork. D and D is on the rise. Everyone can be nerds. It's it's okay now. It's the time. It's the time. You can be a nerd. You can do it. And uh, I don't think you'll regret it with this one. And with that said, I I am done. Danielle, please, just not as abruptly as Aerith getting stabbed through the stomach. But why don't you <laughs> why don't you end this podcast with maybe a quick little goodbye? Bye, guys. <laughs>